Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism and on Teach Me Biology, I'm teaching my co-host and little sister, Sarah Matthews. Biology, a level topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey, dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Okay, so 32, yes. Transcription, the first stage of protein synthesis. Mm -hmm. We've been kind of like flirting with it for two episodes, referring to it, kind of talking about it. We're going to talk about it today. So it's transcription today, translation next week. And that'll be the the two stages of protein synthesis done. Transcription is the first stage. It takes place in the nucleus because that's where the DNA is that we need. We referred to a lot of this last week, but we didn't really do the the nitty gritty detail of it. Okay, so this stage, transcription, is about obtaining the genetic code from DNA. So why do we have to do that? DNA is found in the nucleus. Yeah. It's a large molecule. It can't leave the nucleus. Oh, do you mean to take it to the ribosome? Exactly, yeah. Okay, that's what I was going to say. So take it to the ribosome. No, 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 (laughs) absolutely right. So DNA can't leave the nucleus. So we have to make a complementary strand of RNA, which can leave the nucleus, and take that genetic coding to the ribosome Uh in order to put together a sequence of amino acids which is the second stage Mm -hmm. we're basically trying to make protein aren't we protein synthesis we need that information we need that base sequence from the dna that's what essentially what we need okay we need the order of bases that is found in the dna strand that codes for those amino acids that's what we need let's talk through the steps all right so first of all remember dna is coiled it's two-stranded And it's coiled. So it's got to unravel and uncoil, but only really at the section that we need. So wherever that gene is found on the chromosome, that section of DNA is going to unravel and uncoil. And we want to separate the two strands as well to expose the bases. So we need to break the hydrogen bonds as well. So do you remember that um, very much like DNA replication where we had to separate the strands? Once we've got those exposed bases, free RNA nucleotides are going to start to come in and be attracted to their complementary base pair. And what are our complementary base pairings? A and T, or U. G and C? Yeah. So G always binds to C. So guanine always binds to cytosine. And in DNA, adenine always binds to thymine. But you don't have any thymine nucleotides. In RNA. In RNA. It's a U. It's uracil. So uracil will always bind to... The A. To the A, to the adenine on the template strand. The thymines that are in the sequence will bind to an adenine. It's very much like DNA replication, where these free nucleotides come floating in and they line up against their complementary base. In RNA replication, obviously, that then forms a new strand and they bind together, but that's not going to happen. We're just making a free-floating RNA strand that is almost the the RNA complementary version of the DNA. But that has to then leave the the nucleus, doesn't it? So one of the DNA strands is being used for this. So one of the strands will act as a template for that and all these free nucleotides come in. On the DNA? Yeah. Once they're all lined up, 
remembering that this needs to start at a start code on and end at a stop code on. Do you remember we talked about that? Yeah. So we have to know exactly when to start. The gene will always start with a start code on, Yeah. which is AUG. And then it will always end with a stop code on. So that a ribosome yeah. or enzyme will always know it will look for that. Where, to, where to start and where to stop. What's going to happen now is an enzyme is going to come along and bind those nucleotides together into a fully formed yeah. strand. Do you remember what that enzyme was called? I don't remember. All right, so it's called RNA polymerase. So RNA polymerase is going to be moving along this RNA strand, forming the, the backbone, forming those phosphodiester bonds between the sugars and the phosphates of each nucleotide. Your RNA is, is basically formed. We call this pre-mRNA. It's not the RNA, the mRNA, that is going to leave the nucleus and be read by a ribosome. Do you remember any information from a couple of weeks ago about why that might be? Why it's only pre-mRNA and not full mRNA? What is found sometimes within the coding regions? Junk DNA. Junk DNA, well done. Non-coding regions, good. So what you're going to have is you're going to have a sequence of bases that some sections of then it are up. not going to code and we're going to have to cut those bits okay. out okay so let me show you what i mean just so it's easy i know you love a diagram mm -hmm. you've got here you've got your template strand of dna and it's just like intron exon intron it is a bit isn't it so which bits the non-coding intron yeah good so i just only know that because you pointed Help you along, help you along. <laughs> the non-coding regions are introns and the coding regions are the exons. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've transcribed the DNA uh -huh. into pre-mRNA, yeah. which means we've made a complement, we've made a complementary copy of it. So now we have to splice the pre-mRNA, which means cut out the introns yeah. and join the exons together. Where do the introns go? Okay. Well, essentially, they're just going to be RNA nucleotides that can be broken down again. If you just break the bonds holding them together, they, they can, can be, be reused, can't yeah. they? So that this is going to be done by an enzyme. So there'll be an enzyme that will find the join between the intron and the exon. It's it's looking for a, a sequence of bases where it can yeah. digest. So it'll find the right base sequence that, that suggests this is an intron into an exon, and it will cut. It will digest. It will break. Okay. Okay. And it will do that all the way along, and then there'll be a different enzyme that will then come and. Put yeah. them together. Join those, join the exons back together. And that is the splicing that allows the pre-mRNA to become mRNA, definite, all-coding mRNA. So once they've been spliced, the mRNA molecule now is going to go out through a nuclear pore, out of the nucleus, and it's going to head straight for a ribosome. And it's going to attach to that ribosome. And then the next stage is translation, which we'll do next week. Okay, so that is transcription and splicing. Just one last thing before we move on to the questions. In prokaryotes, this all happens in the cytoplasm because there is no nucleus. And if you remember what I said two weeks ago, the DNA of prokaryotes does not have introns. It's all coding. So there's no splicing needed. When the mRNA is made, it's not pre-mRNA. It is mRNA and it's, that's it. So the transcription is straight to mRNA and that's it. Right, I've got some questions for you. I think there's four questions. Yes, there is. Let's have a little look at these. I've got a couple of one markers to start with. You're looking at questions that is going to be straightforward. What is transcription? How does it happen? Or like little one markers or so. Yeah. Okay. Question one. What is the role of 
RNA polymerase during transcription, one mark. It is unzipping the DNA. It's not really, because it's not a zipping, because there's not two strands involved this time. So the zipping doesn't really count anymore. So if you've got all these free nucleotides lined uh-huh. up next to their complementary bases on the DNA, what does the RNA then come and do to those, just the nucleotides that are all lined up? Put them together? Joins them together, yeah. Okay. Okay, so the mark scheme is to join nucleotides together to form mRNA or pre-mRNA. And then the other one marker I've got for you is name the process that removes base sequences from pre-mRNA to form mRNA. It's a horrible word. I don't like the word. Slice, splicing. Yes. Got splicing. It. Well done. So it's called splicing, which sounds horrible, doesn't it? Yeah. It and sounds then, like you're putting body parts together. Yeah, exactly. Question three, two marks. In a eukaryotic cell, transcription results in a molecule of pre-mRNA that is modified to produce mRNA. In a prokaryotic cell... Transcription produces mRNA directly. Explain this difference for two marks. Okay, so in our DNA, we have lots of junk DNA. Right. And that needs to be cut out by splicing. Exactly. And the exon, that's called an exon, that needs to go. Intron. Intron, that needs to go. Yeah. And then that all gets spliced out and put together. So it goes from pre-RNA to mRNA. But that process doesn't happen in... That is spot on. I'm so (laughs) proud of you. Well done. Excellent. Well done. So, your two marks are DNA of eukaryotic cells has non-coding regions or introns within the gene. Second mark, these regions are removed from the pre-mRNA. So you added loads more detail than needed. Brilliant. Yeah. Well done. Right, last question is five marks. Okay. Okay. Describe how mRNA is produced in a plant cell. Is it the same as in a human? Yeah, because plant cells are eukaryotic, the same as animal yeah. cells. So it's exactly the same process. So it it comes from DNA. Okay, so what happens to the DNA? It separates. Good. And then all the nucleotides How? line up. How do you separate them? What have you got to do? Mm. What's holding the strands together? Hydrogen bonds. Exactly. Break. Yes. And the DNA separates mm-hmm. just on the bit that it needs. Just on the bit that we need, the gene, yeah, good. And then... The polymerase... Let's get some nucleotides in first. The nucleotides all come in and line up... How? ...in the air place they need, because they match. Yeah, good. Do be, be more detailed. The what letter... Ma- what, what are they called? Complementary the base... complementary base bases. pairings. That's right. They line up. Yep. And then the DNA polymerase... RNA polymerase. RNA polymerase comes along and puts them all together. That's right. Binds all the nucleotides Brilliant. together. Brilliant. And then that is called pre-RNA. Pre-mRNA. All the junk DNA needs to get cut out. Yep. By splicing. Yes. And that's a exon. Intron. Intron. Yep. That gets all cut out. Yep. Bounds together and becomes mRNA. Normal mRNA. Yeah, mRNA. well done. Good. Excellent. That was really good. So the only thing you missed, you still would have got five marks for that. The only thing you missed was just saying that one of the strands of the DNA acts as a template, which yeah, okay. is a minor detail, really, isn't yeah. it, to be honest? You've got all the main parts of actually how you make that mRNA. First marking point, the DNA strands separate by breaking the hydrogen bonds. Brilliant. And then the one strand acts as a template. Third marking point, complementary base pairing. The fourth marking point, RNA nucleotides are joined together by RNA polymerase. 
Fifth marking point, pre-mRNA is formed. And then you've got to splice out your introns to form mRNA. Yeah. Right, shall I do the roundup for transcription? Yeah. We Transcription is the first of two stages of protein synthesis, involving forming a complementary RNA strand of DNA. This takes place in the nucleus in eukaryotes. Firstly, the DNA unravels at the section where the required gene is found. The hydrogen bonds break, separating the strands and exposing the bases. Free RNA nucleotides begin to line up against the template strand using complementary base pairing, with T replaced with U, or thymine replaced with uracil. RNA polymerase then moves along the RNA strand and joins the RNA nucleotides together, ending with a stop codon. This is the pre-mRNA strand. The hydrogen bonds reform and the DNA recoils. The pre-mRNA strand is now spliced to remove the non-coding regions called introns from the important codon regions called exons. An enzyme cuts out the introns and another enzyme joins the exons together. This is now mRNA. This will now leave the nucleus through a nuclear pore and move to the ribosome ready for the second stage of protein synthesis, translation. In prokaryotes, the DNA does not contain introns, so there is no need for splicing. Okay, got any takeaways? Yes. So pre-RNA has got junk DNA. Yep. And it gets spliced out. Yep. And then becomes mRNA. Good. So there's the difference between the prokaryotic and the eukaryotic. Yeah. Prokaryote doesn't have a nucleus, so that all happens in the... What's it called? Cytoplasm. Cytoplasm. It doesn't have any junk DNA either. Mm. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I think you found these two sort of chunked episodes that we've just done easier than the big DNA, genes, chromosome... Yes. Like collaboration. I, I did it a little bit better after I'd edited it because I'd heard it a bit, bit more. Yeah. But I still wasn't great. It was yeah. it was a lot of information, which I think the thing is, if you want to talk about genes, DNA, chromosomes, and what they're for, without actually knowing what protein synthesis is, it's difficult. We do transcription and then we do translation. And you go back and listen to that episode again, it will make more sense. Yeah. So last week I introduced a new podcast. To, no, sounds like I'm introducing a new podcast to everybody. <laughs> We're the my new I am introducing a new podcast. <laughs> I have made. No, I'm not. Last week I talked to you about a podcast that I'd found called Made of Stronger Stuff, a BBC Radio 4 podcast that is presented by a psychologist called Kimberly Wilson and Dr. Zand Van Tulliken, who is of the sort of Dr. Chris, Dr. Zand sort of duo. Uh, duo, yeah. They are sort of making a podcast here talking about different parts of the body, but from a biology and psychology point of view. So I introduced this idea last week of the fact that it would be a really good podcast for anybody studying biology and psychology A-level at the same time, or if you're just really interested in those things. It's a fascinating podcast. I love it. I'm really glad that I found it and I'm recommending it to you as your wider reading. Right, how can the people talk to us? If you would like to contact us, we've got a website, that's teachmescience.co.uk. You can drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. We've got Twitter, that is at teachmebiocast. And on Instagram, we are at teachmebiologycast. It was really nice, actually, today to see um, our podcast 
being recommended but not in like a oh listen to this it's great Mm. but in a nice sort of teachers actually saying guys if you want to break from your screen listen to a podcast it wasn't necessarily saying listen to our podcast but it was retweeting our podcast episode but saying like find a podcast that you can listen to that takes you away from your screen and what and one teacher was sort of saying just get comfortable sit back and just listen yeah you know and i think that's really important for everybody really but like saying it saying it to our listeners now they they are doing that so it's like you know trying to preach the converted but it was really nice to see our posts encouraging teachers to tell their students to do that which i think is good Mm -hmm. because sitting at screens all day long is going to take its toll on people was that the bell yeah yeah that was the bell yeah okay Um, i've got another live lesson next have you? Yeah. Wait, yeah, bells? Aren't we at home? <laughs> I, I just set up an hourly bell. <laughs> <laughs> that goes off at the end of every lesson, just to keep me in that. Oh, bless you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless you. What you got? History. Live history. Live history lesson. Live I'm history. Probably, well, probably just log on and then... Oh, I yeah, almost yeah, just swore. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'll probably log, log on and then nip off. <laughs> yeah. Thought you might. Thought you might. <laughs> Do a little bit of online shopping, wasn't it? <laughs> Just have it on in the background. <laughs> the teacher's going, Sarah, you got your hand up for a long time. You can't, <laughs> been okay. you can't treat people's on live, live lessons as podcasts, you know. You have to interact. You're, you're poor teachers. <laughs> You've had your hand up for a long time. <laughs> oh, that was a mistake, sorry. <laughs> that's definitely something that's happened in one of mine, I'm sure. It happens in yours all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Why have you got your hand up? No, and the hand up button is next to the chat button. That's why on on Teams. So they're like, press the wrong one. And then they're just sat there. With their hand up. With their hand up. And you're like, Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin, your hand's up. Are you okay? You're okay, and love? there's no response. No response. She's not even there. They're not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. The trials and tribulations and of be, remote when teaching. When you'll be back in real teaching, you'll be like, Caitlin, your hand's been up for a while. <laughs> She's just got her hand up. <laughs> She's just stoned out. <laughs> She's not in the room. <laughs> yeah, that's the end. What I think so. I think that's the end because you've you've still got to get to your history line. Oh yeah, right? I forgot. So, I'm bye. Just, this guy, I probably missed the call. <laughs> if you miss it, can you go in? You can join. Yeah, you can just join yeah, any time okay. as long as it's open. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, this has been Teach Me Biology. Hurry up! Come on. Uh, um, I'm Ria Gorbett. I'm Sam Raffles. Uh, bye. See you next time. Bye. 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 bye, bye. bye. <laughs>